I get messages every day from like PTs and coaches being like, if you can if you can give me eight weeks of your time and we can post your transformation, I'll coach you for free. And I'm like, what transformation? Why, why, why are you trying to... When have I said in my platform that I've wanted to transform. transform? If you told me five years ago that I would be doing this social media as a job, I would laugh in your face. Hey, I'm Casey J, and welcome to Young Scots. This is How I Feel podcast, where we talk to guests who've grown up in or live in Scotland about their experiences and how they cope in the world we find ourselves in today. In each episode, we'll tackle a different topic with a brand new guest. And today, I'm really looking forward to talking to the one and only Rachel Spicer. You're the only one that's had a one and only, by the way. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Strong flex, <laughs> that is. <laughs> now, you might know Rachel or her green alter ego, Denise, from TikTok, where she posts hilarious content promoting body positivity, often focused on her much-loved double chins. With over 2 million followers on TikTok, Rachel is now a full-time content creator. And today, we're going to be talking about two really important mental health topics, body image and online trolling. Now, there's a heck of a lot to get through. But first, Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. The one and only. Oh, I know that's that's starting strong. That <laughs> makes me more nervous. <laughs> I don't feel good. <laughs> Hopefully I'm not disappointing. <laughs> nah, totally not. No, no danger. Now, we start off every episode of This Is How I Feel by asking our guests what seems a simple question, but can often spark quite a reaction. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling today? Do you know, I'm feeling good. I am feeling very nervous. Very yeah, nervous. Like, I know, you said that. Like, I've got ants in my pants. I do. Why? I don't know. I feel like I come across as a really confident person, but mm. I'm, that's faking it. <laughs> Fake it well, till you make it. This is the thing, and that's super relatable for, mm -hmm. for a heck of a lot of people listening, I'm sure. Yeah, it's just because I'm really loud and I don't know when to shut up. But Well, this could be interesting because so am I. Great. Yeah. We'll be loud together. Yeah, okay, perfect. <laughs> we'll just channel it. But remember, yes. you are here for a reason mm -hmm. because we love your content. Oh, and you. I'm just so excited to kind of hear more about your experience and, and how you got to where you are today, you know, being so candid and posting your experience for everyone, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is a very brave thing to do. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started? So it was very random. I Once I left high school, I went into college doing like performing arts. So I studied dance and musical theatre. And then after that, I moved to London um, and I was focusing more on the acting side of things. Mm -hmm. And then when COVID hit, I moved back home. So I thought I would only be back home in Scotland for like a couple of months. But here we are. Was it almost four years now since COVID started? Which is wild. And I'm, I love it. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't, move, wouldn't move away again. Um but I started posting during lockdown and it really just kind of grew mm -hmm. from there. Um, it was just out of boredom. Um, I remember my first video kind of went viral with like 1.8 million views on the first day that I downloaded it, which was insane. And it was of my double chin. So it just that just started it all. And here we are. <laughs> it's it's such a mad time to think back on, isn't it? For so many different reasons and mm -hmm. such a, a a tricky one but a lot of people do have that experience that, that, that you're sharing now where you know it took them to be stuck at home yeah be reliant on themselves for entertainment and and then the whole world started watching yeah 
it is mad. Like yeah. I, I would say I'm like an accidental influencer. Right. Like I never thought that this would be a full time job or like it would even get to earning any sort of money on social media. Like I thought it was like I'm gonna post my stupid double chin videos. Yeah. Then as my kind of following started to grow. I remember getting all these comments comparing me to the green glibbler out of Hotel Transylvania, which is this like green jelly monster because of my double chins. And I was like, I ended up finding green paint that I already had at home. And I painted myself green that night thinking it would be a one-time thing. And now yeah. I'm green like once or twice a month. <laughs> Which is a lot of admin, by the way, and a lot it of is. a clean-up it job is. involved, yeah. I'm sure. yeah. Especially in the shower, because that's how I take say. it off. Like, I'm glad you drain. brought up the shower, because yeah. I was going to mention it, I thought, mm. No, green shower drains. Green yeah. shower, okay. Mm -hmm. Anytime wow. I'm green, because I just take it off in the shower, yeah, and I course, have to do yeah. like a deep clean of the shower after as well, so... <laughs> It's like you thought a lush bath bomb was a lot of cleaner. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> try the green paint, especially the amount that Denise needs. <laughs> <laughs> but it's brilliant, though. And it's it's amazing to be able to channel that experience that you, you know, realistically, it's not a million miles away from performing arts. No. Which is what you were doing before. Yeah. But to have that freedom to be your own director, your own editor and everything as well, you've got that control that you, you probably wouldn't have if you yeah. were still pursuing that in London. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. Another thing that I think is really interesting is um, we started talking about that general kind of anxiety about, about opening up and being on a podcast mm -hmm. and, and the vulnerability that comes with that. I don't know about you, but do you find that a lot of people who pursue dramatic arts and entertainment are, once you dig a little deeper, some of the most insecure people you'll meet? A hundred percent. Like, I think that's where my kind of, like, my body image struggles came from is when I went to a performing arts college mm -hmm. because in this industry well not this that industry you are constantly getting compared to the person standing next to you to everyone in the room and for me like I'm six foot I'm a tall girl and I've always been larger and like in college I knew that I was the biggest person in the room mm. like I knew that I could see that I was told that and that's where I feel like that's how my insecurities with my body kind of started mm -hmm. was by being in this industry, all that industry. What's kind of magic about you is that you've taken all those kind of criticisms that you have of yourself and that other people have maybe kind of like tried to yeah. weaponize. And you have made such an incredible platform for yourself mm. and you are using that. You've got funny bones, obviously, and you're just using that to go and go, okay. Yeah, this I feel like I'm trying tonight. to like turn the negative into a podcast. Yeah. Like if that, Denise would never be a thing if it wasn't for negative comments comparing me, trying to hurt me, uh -huh. thinking, comparing me to this green monster. And that's when Denise started. And thank goodness I did because I love her. She's part of me. She's she's my confident alter ego. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I think that the, the best way to shoot down hate or criticism is to like get ahead of the joke. Yeah. Like, that's definitely a coping yeah, strategy that no, I've got. No, 100%, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's your videos in action. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for the money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I feel like a lot of trolls online as well don't understand that I'm like, by commenting, by liking, like, that is gaining traction to the video, which makes it do better in the end as well. So it's just silly that they're, that they even comment the things that they do type thing. Why are you so obsessed with me? Yeah. I mean, I'd be obsessed with me. <laughs> Absolutely. So what kind of key things have shaped where you are today then? Essentially, you were on a path. Mm -hmm. The path 
was shut down because yep. the world was shut, shut down. down. Um, and then you started doing this. And, and, and how has that led to where you are today then from that first viral video? So just by posting. Yeah. And it wasn't until, so when COVID happened and I moved back home, mm-hmm. I got a COVID job with the government. Right. So it was like working on this COVID-19 survey. Uh-huh. So when COVID stopped, like was stopping I was like therefore actually going to like lose my job well my contract wasn't being extended because Covid wasn't a thing anymore and it was it was actually my mum and dad I've got very supportive parents and my dad at the time was like look you've started to make a bit of money on social media like you're still living at home you don't have a mortgage and kids and like your time to try would be now so it was actually my mum and dad which I thought would be the opposite where they're like no you need to get a job and Mm -hmm. get stable and all that but they were the ones that actually pushed me and kind of gave me the support to say go and try while you're here like we've got your back which is so great and I'm just so lucky that I ended up actually working out great because I've now been full-time for a year and a half oh tax return wow oh uh, yeah I've just paid my tax (laughs) my first tax that was a knife to the heart (laughs) it was all sounding so magical I thought I was like saving for a house and I was like oh that's not my house deposit that's my tax bill yeah (laughs) I was like yeah being freelance has its its perks and it yeah. has its not. Uh, <laughs> I'm just such, I'm not like good at the admin stuff. So that's no. what I'm like learning yeah. about being self-employed that I need to actually spend more time on because it's the boring thing. But it's such a gear shift from the it trajectory is. that you expected your life to go on. With the same token though, so many of the skills that you use every day are exactly the skills that you honed at college yeah. and that you, that you know, it's, it's what you love, right? Because no, it is 100%, performance. yeah. Do you think your dad just wanted to keep you at home? I think he loves having me at home. Yeah. Like, now, <laughs> now that I'm home and I'm the last one, like, in the house now, like, my brother's moved out, my sister's moved out, and me and my partner are hoping to buy a house this year. And we went to view one last week, and he was like, no, that's too far away, you're not moving Stop. there. I was like, it's closer than London when I was there for yeah, two years. Exactly. So... I just think we've got such a good dynamic at home with my mum and dad. My boyfriend now lives with us and we actually are all like best pals now. Like it's it's so nice. I love it. The thought of that gives me anxiety. I I love it. We actually, we spend like three or four nights a week playing cards, like with my mum and dad. (laughs) Oh, he's the one. Yeah, he's the one. Oh, that's gorgeous. (laughs) Well, it's so lovely that you've got that kind of core unit behind you. Mm -hmm. And I wonder whether that's helped you when you have faced like, Vile criticism. Oh, 100%. Yeah? Yeah. 100%. My boyfriend, he's incredible as well with my mum and dad. Is They're the ones that get me through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, presumably going back to when you were younger, before the videos even became a thing, mm-hmm. I suppose. Because, I mean, we're in Vine territory, if I go back yeah. in time too far. Um, what Did having that core support system help you when you were coming up against, like casting directors and and people in college and things that maybe tapped into those insecurities. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, no, 100%. I think you just can't take anything too personally. Mm-hmm. And like my saying is that if I don't know you personally, I'm not going to take it personally. And I might have to say that to myself quite a few times before it actually sinks in because it is yeah. easier said than done. But that's what I try and tell myself like over and over again. You're mm-hmm. such a wonderful advocate for loving yourself but I know that that is a really hard thing to do personally I'm sitting here going there's umpteen things you know today that I've said to myself yeah that 
I would never say to someone else mm-hmm. that make me we feel talk unwell. so negatively about <laughs> yeah. ourselves, yeah. and it's horrible because, as you said, like you wouldn't you wouldn't tell your best friend that. Don't dream. Yeah. No, and if anybody did, I'd, I'd be putting it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be ready. <laughs> exactly. So, talk to us about body image and, and how you've got to where you are today with with your body image. So, I feel like my body image struggles is still like a roller coaster. Mm. Like, I don't think anyone is ever going to be like hundred percent feeling them feeling themselves like all the time like even me online and I do share a lot of like self-love and body positivity but I'm myself like I'm not like that every single day and I think for me it's just surrounding yourself with the right people surround yourself with the people that hype you up not tear you down um and stop talking negatively about yourself I used to talk so negatively about myself like I used to compare in college, I used to compare myself to an apple with cocktail sticks, arms and legs because I would always have these like long, naturally skinny legs, mm-hmm. but I've always been like had a belly. And I'm like, I would never like say that to anyone else. So why am I going to compare myself to that? Like, yeah. it's just trying to flip your mindset. Someone once told me to, a good way to sort of realise what you're doing to yourself is every time one of those thoughts pops into your head to actually articulate it, say it out yeah. loud. And then you realise how silly it is. Yeah. Yeah, and that you wouldn't naturally say that to anyone else anyway. You hear it Because it is your brain that's saying it. But imagine just like waking up in the morning, look in the mirror, and what you're thinking in your head is, you look really ugly today. Yeah. You say it out loud, you're really ugly Good today. Day. You know, you'd be like, And talk back to me? it, be like, no, I'm not. I'm actually, yeah, exactly. I'm doing today. Yeah. yeah. So give, I was the same. I was always... Give me 10 minutes, the puffy eyes will go down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do a wee face mask, some self-care. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, I'd done the exact same. Mine was always like tall, fat and ugly. Because my height used to be a big insecurity in mine as well. No, it's not. I love it. I love being tall. <laughs> I mean, yeah, absolutely. You, I mean, you're gorgeous. But I can say that. And, and, and you. you know, you're gorgeous too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're flirting. <laughs> but I suppose that as well. You know, fundamentally, when you're in a room with a load of different people all vying for the same part. Yeah. Your it's competitive differences that you now learn to love and see as a strength at the time it's just another barrier to you getting something that you want to get because yeah. well you know she's four foot eleven and I'm you know yeah. or or she's got black hair and I've got red hair I've got but you know whatever that do you think that comparison bred a sort of unhealthy feeling in you as well yeah. not a hundred percent because I just think not only are they comparing me to everyone else in the room now I'm comparing myself to everyone else in the room yeah and like all my friends are like shorter than me like especially all my dancing friends like they're shorter than me they're skinnier than me they're amazing absolutely love them but then that's like in my brain it's now I'm comparing we're not the same at all like I'm not going to go into the same style I'm dancing as you or anything like that we're very different and we're very different in casting terms as well and I know that but even back then I would still compare myself to them yeah because that's your immediate circle that's people you're seeing every day what about on TikTok though because obviously we are I mean my for you page on a day to day basis will be like a recipe, a dog, uh, like in depth interview about something that I've never heard of before, <laughs> yeah. makeup, like such a cross section of culture, society, people, people from across the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find that space more freeing than to be authentically yourself? 
Yes, I think it was easier in lockdown. I was actually talking to my boyfriend about this. Like, I uh-huh. missed like lockdown TikTok, where everyone was just posting like. Well, we were all losing yeah, our minds. Yeah, we were all losing our minds. <laughs> that we were like, I'm just going to post whatever I want to post. I'm going to have fun with it. Yeah. Whereas now, like a few years later, I feel like everyone is so like the trolling is like kicked up so much massively really? in the past six months, and it's even like with my creator friends, like it's everyone is. I feel like getting to. Can I say cocky? Like, the trolls are getting too cocky in my comments type mm. thing. So, yeah, I think it is, like, a different space to what it was. But I still think it's safer than Instagram. Really? Yeah, like like what I post on TikTok, I never used to post on, on Instagram. Whereas now I've now kind of getting into the role that I'm like, no, I can post it on Instagram because it's my content. That's interesting because it, from my perception of it, right, just as someone who's totally not mm-hmm. in the loop... If I see something on TikTok, in a month's time, I'll see that same content on Instagram. And then then my mum will send it to me on Facebook. Yeah. Like, that's the trajectory. It goes around, yeah. But I didn't really think about the fact that maybe that's because what you're seeing on Instagram first is not the blooper reel that you're seeing on TikTok first. Yeah. So not the funnies. Yeah. I used to have, like, a bad mindset with Instagram. Like, I started growing on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And in my brain, I was like, no one that I know watches my videos. Like, it's right. fine. So I never worked on my Instagram, really, until, like, last year. Mm-hmm. So I would never post, like, Denise or really anything, like, on my Instagram. Your secret double life. Yeah, I was Hannah Montana. <laughs> Denise was my Hannah Montana. <laughs> then it wasn't until the followers started getting a bit more that then I think people like then overlapped it. And then I was like, you know what, I may as well just start posting on Instagram as well. And I'm glad I did because then it grew that as well. So And also it's contributing to make that a more fun space. Yeah. Cause bottom line, there's only so many, you know, beige blazers I can see. <laughs> yeah. Realistically. Yeah. And and the more I just feel like Instagram, because it used to be a photo platform. Yeah. It used to just be all photos and, like, posing and and doing that. Whereas now, because they've done reels, like, I'm enjoying Instagram more because of the reels, because I feel like you get more personality with someone's videos rather than a static photo. Yeah. Yeah. Where it could be anyone. Yeah. You're not getting that kind of in-depth look at the person. Mm -hmm. Which, let's be honest, we're all nosy. Yeah, I'm nosy. That's what it is. Yeah. So has TikTok changed your perceptions of body image? Obviously, the last kind of six months, you said it's got a little bit more brutal out there. Yeah. Um, But there's a lot of love on that platform too. Oh, 100%. So is that just like a microcosm of everyday life or what? I think with me, I just the positive always outweighs the negative. Yeah. But the negative can be really negative. Mm. Um, It really just depends what mental space I'm in at the time. Like if I'm already having a bad week, not feeling myself then I feel like the trolls just, they hit the insecurities. So if I'm already insecure about it, you're digging in deeper. Yeah. Or on the other hand, it'll be like, I've now got a new insecurity because people have, a certain group of people have then said this, that now it's made me overthink. And fix it. Yeah, and then yeah. fixate on it. So I feel like you get it from both ends that I'm like, either you're going to make my insecurities worse that I already have, or you're going to give me new ones. Oh, um, no. <laughs> so it's great. But um, I think with, the job and because now I've been doing this for like a year and a half two years I'm right. getting used to it now but yeah. just quite sad that creators that have to like just kind of hear these things about themselves and you don't you don't clap back you don't comment well, back this is what I was going to say um like a little is there a handbook there's not a handbook to this obviously but if you could give anyone advice who maybe has seen these ridiculous comments yeah. kind of trickling through to help 
you cl- keep a clear mental health mm-hmm. headspace about it? So I would say ignore it. Right. Talk about it to like your friends, your family, your boyfriend. Don't talk about it in your comments because there's been so many times when it first started happening to me that it's just banging your head against the brick wall. These mm. people don't know you. You don't know them. So you're not going to make them see any different. That's their opinion on you and that's none of your business. That's their business. Mm-hmm. Um, then I have to remind myself, don't know you personally. I'm not mm. going to take it personally. Or if I wouldn't come to you for advice, then I'm not going to take your advice. Because I get so many people in my, like, because of it being, like, my body image, yeah. I get messages every day from, like, PTs and coaches being like, if you can if you can give me eight weeks of your time and we can post your transformation, I'll coach you for free. And I'm like, what transformation? Why, why, why are you trying to... When have I said in my platform that I've wanted to... Transform. Transform. Like, calm down. So I'm not going to take your health advice or your dietary advice or anything like that. Because that's what all my trolling is, is usually usually based around my weight and my body. Yeah. Which actually, I feel like I can deal with. What I can't deal with is actually when it's when it's not about me. That sounded so self-absorbed there. When, not when it's not about me, when it's like about my like boyfriends or like my relationship or my friends. Because I'm like, I put myself out there on social media. That's my choice. It's my platform. Mm-hmm. But I can't expect my friends, my family, my boyfriend to all to also be like involved in my videos and put their self out there because it is that is a lot. And I feel like like the last I always say trolling comes in waves and you just have to ride the wave. The last wave I had was a video with me and my boyfriend that went viral. Mm-hmm. And then it was everyone going in on our relationship and kind of going in on him. And that's when I was like ready to fight. <laughs> that's like I I was like struggling with that more than like don't get me wrong that video had all the the fat comments, the stop eating, the go to the gym and all all the usual. Didn't care about that. It was the caring about the ones about my relationship or like my boyfriend because I'm like he's just he's just got in one of my videos he's just been a supportive boyfriend yeah totally (laughs) so can you imagine in any other context giving someone unsolicited advice about how to live their life yeah like going up to someone on the street and being like you need to go to the gym I'd be like thanks (laughs) like that's where I'm going actually actually, I'm on my way there (laughs) you know nothing (laughs) about me yeah um but yeah and how, how does how does your your family and your 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 boyfriend, obviously that's the most recent example as well. How did he take it? Was he reading the comments or was he trying to ignore it? Or? No, he really doesn't care. Oh, thank God! Like he really does. Yeah, that's he's the, a very confident guy. That he's like that's I the don't type care. of guy. That's yeah. like that is the guy. Everyone. He like calms my brain down. Exactly. Like we very need. much balance each other out, which is good. Like he's my anchor, which I need. So mm. it's good. <laughs> I picked a good one. I'm so delighted for you because it's so important, isn't it? Especially when your mind starts playing tricks on you and, and you start to fixate on the negative or the things that maybe have brought out an insecurity of yours to have that sounding board that's going to go, I love you, you're beautiful, you're yeah. fine. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. Wow, well, mm-hmm. I'm so pleased to hear that you've got a lovely man and a yes. lovely family around <laughs> you. And you have built a community of over 2 million followers. Now, they're not all horrible pests. No. In no. fact, the majority, of I would them say... are absolutely lovely. Yeah. Call so, them my chickens. <laughs> your chickens. Now, what do the the chickens and the good eggs do to bring you up? Do you know what? They are just very similar people. Like, I get a lot of, like, comments or messages about being, like, I've got a similar body shape than you and mm-hmm. you've made me a bit more confident or, like, 
and things like that mm -hmm. and I'm like that's what keeps me going yeah like a hundred percent it's like my community my community my community <laughs> do you think that that sort of um like role model would have meant a lot to you yeah because I up. feel like when I grew up with social media like social media was just kind of starting like when I was yeah. in the end of high school and I used to hate social media mm -hmm. like I, I if you told me five years ago that I would be doing this social media as a job I would laugh in your face I used to hate it and it was because I didn't know what the unfollow button was and I got looped into like following all the like the Love Island influencers yeah. and like Everyone that didn't look like me. So when I saw a dress that I'm like, oh, she looks amazing. I really like that dress. I'm going to order that dress. And I come and I look like a stuffed sausage. And I feel like a stuffed sausage because it's not, I'm, we're not the same body type at all. Whereas now I've like unfollowed all of that. And I follow mm. like plus size creators, plus size mm. models, like self people that are also on a self-love journey. And now like my feed, my For You page is filled with that. So like my relationship with social media completely flipped as well. Yeah. And I think a lot of people need to need to do that. Well, because otherwise you're constantly trying to, you know, contort yourself into a box that ain't for you. Yeah. And what an uncomfortable way to live your life. A hundred percent. It's going back to then the comparing yourself to, yeah. to other people that you're not anywhere, like you're not similar at all. It's interesting though about the social media thing, because I remember when we were... Uh, growing up on the telly there was a big push like remember do you remember Colleen's Real Woman and like Gok Wan and things like that yeah. that we would watch and it would be like love yourself love your body and I was like alright we're on something here this is class and then we almost reverted and went back to America's Next Top Model vibes again yeah. and now we're coming back around again mm -hmm. and I don't know what happened on that path that, mm -hmm. but I suppose it's just fads and trends and yeah. whoever's in in vogue yeah exactly like <laughs> yeah but who's that girl even if you look at who's the most influential person on the planet taylor swift but take her aside yeah. <laughs> um like the kardashians or something like yeah. that like if you follow if you follow what if you buy what they've been selling you consistently have for the last 10 years i can't keep up with whether i'm meant no. to be curvy or skinny or or, no. or whether i'm meant to be you know using all this fake tanner or using any fake tanner dye in my hair this like, way. These celebrities are doing the same because now they're reversing it. This is it. So Everything's getting dissolved. everyone's like, <laughs> yeah, everything's getting dissolved. No one wants a BBL anymore. Yeah. I'm like, oh, but I thought we were all wanting... What about all those ones that got their turkey teeth? Yeah. And now they're all... <laughs> now they're all... <laughs> what are they going to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like... Yeah. Natural smells are in again. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Off you go. <laughs> Ask them to dial it back a shade yeah. and like give you a crooked one. It's just, I just you can't keep up with anything. No, no. Can't keep up with anything. And, you know, thank goodness we're in a position now sitting here in a in a privileged position to have not done anything drastic. Yes. <laughs> you know? I've had a little bit of lip filler and that's it. Okay. <laughs> I can deal with the the eyebrows from 10 years ago being a thing. Yep. It, it happened. I moved past it. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. How, how scary that there's an audience there that feel pressure to move with that tide of expectation that will turn. Yeah. Because it's going to be different in another five, ten years' time. Is it? On so. to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's so wonderful that you've made a space there where you're just able to be yourself and create that platform for other girls growing up who... Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's fabulous. <laughs> and sack the other ones. Um, so any... Any any advice then, just like a, a takeaway for someone who maybe is thinking about 
letting that side of themselves out, being more open with um, their presence online to to manage that intake of negativity and to focus on the positives. So I would just say you need to stay true to who you are, especially in the social media industry. Mm-hmm. Be yourself. Don't let anyone else's view or opinion stop you from doing something you want to do. Because that held me back for so long. And then when you realise these people don't have anything like in your life, so why are you going to hold, let them hold you back type thing? I would also say be comfortable with yourself, like get comfortable with yourself. I'm, I'm a very like I can go for dinner by myself. I can go a walk by myself. I'm very like okay with my own. Like I love my own company, mm-hmm. um, and also surround yourself with the positive people. Yeah, yeah, because too many negative people just drag you down as well. Don't need that energy. No, not at all. No. And obviously, you're in a fortunate position that you've got a family that are so behind you, which yeah. is beautiful. Um, do you think that it's possible for someone who maybe doesn't have that set up to find those people as well? Just like look for 100%. content creators like yourself and yeah. things like that? Because I feel like as much like my family, my boyfriends, my friends, they're my support system, but so is like my community. Yeah. Like if I put up a story on Instagram and then I will be chatting to people in my DMs for an hour after it because yeah. I'm like, they're the support as well. So like you can grow that support if you don't have that support at home. Yeah. And that's, I think, a really beautiful thing to come from social media as well. It's just so fascinating that this was all born from a time where you literally couldn't speak to anyone, couldn't leave the house. Yeah. And now it's too It's mad when people. you think back at that. Yeah. We were allowed to go out for like an hour a day, yeah. an hour walk a day. Uh-huh. And the world has in many ways changed a heck of a lot since then. Maybe mm-hmm. can, we can go out now, which is nice. But your whole life has changed. Yeah. What was, what's the the big moment where you think that's when it happened? That's when it changed? Just being able to do what I want. Yeah. Not being able, like not having to ask a manager to like take leave off work or like for holiday or anything like that. Like I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's probably the big thing, especially this past like couple of months. Like my brother's girlfriend's just had a baby. So I've got my first oh. little nephew. My best friend's just had a baby. So... She's my little niece. She's got a little niece. And my sister's now just had a baby as well. So I've got two nieces and two nephews in the space of... No, two nephews, one niece in the space of the past, like, five months. That's actually very expensive. Uh, very expensive, yes. <laughs> but so many babies. Yeah, so many babies. But if I didn't have this job, like, I've spent so much time with my best friend yeah. on her maternity leave. Like, I've been able to, like, help babysit, like, mm. my nephew and stuff as well. Like, and it's been, like, when I've been sitting there, like, during the day, I'm like, I'm so lucky that I'm actually able to do 100%. this. Because if I did have a job, I wouldn't be able to. So. 100%. That's been like my I mean my big thing. I just spend so much more time with my family and friends. Well, it's nice to see that you're reaping the benefits of what's already making a lot of other people feel good about mm-hmm. themselves, and yeah. you're like, well, actually, thank you guys because now I can watch the baby be adorable for yeah. an hour. I love that. <laughs> exactly. Brilliant. Yeah, that's so so good. <laughs> um, and if you could kind of go back, and obviously there was no way that anyone could have predicted that this would even be mm-hmm. a thing, let alone a job. Yeah, if we're looking at 10 years ago. But if you could go back and speak to a younger version of you, maybe getting ready to go and, and move the big city and, and do all that stuff, what would you say? Stop stressing. Stop stressing and enjoy it because it doesn't last forever type thing. Like, again, I was talking about this recently when I moved to London. I loved living in London. Yeah. But it also came with a lot of stress. I was very, a bit lonely 
I'm a bit depressed at times and I wish I could go back and say you're only here for two years like make the most of it because I wouldn't move back now but I miss living there type thing as well yeah um and again just saying like not to let your insecurities or other people's opinions stop you because you could do so much more if you just put yourself out there you are very, very inspiring, Rachel. Oh, thank you. And that was so wonderful. Thank you so much for giving us so much insight into Thank your you world. so much for having me. Superstar. Yeah, oh, stop. Honestly, <laughs> this conversation has been fantastic. So thank you to everyone who's tuned in and for listening. Remember, if you need any help or support with how you're feeling, Young Scott has tons of information for you at young.scott forward slash A-Y-E. That's I feel. Uh, if you don't already follow Rachel and would like to, and you should, follow her on Instagram and TikTok using at Rachel Spicer underscore. So you can see Denise. <laughs> and don't forget, if you're under 26, then make sure to get your free Young Scott National Entitlement Card with thousands of discounts, subsidised public transport, and a whole lot more. You can also claim 100 Young Scott reward points for listening to this episode by using the code IMAGE. So that's it from me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of This Is How I Feel. And if you have, then please rate, review and subscribe to us, which means you will get instant access as soon as the next episode drops. Looking forward to next time already. See you then.